For those of you who are wondering where those extra Sundays of ours have gone, they are on, they're at Patreon. If you subscribe to QF on Patreon in the link given in the description to the Black Kluge level or higher, you're going to get access to not only the Sunday episodes that are missing from our regular free Sunday lineup, but you'll also get four extra episodes per month on Patreon that are unavailable anywhere else. Honestly, I just thought you'd think it was kind of like funny. This chick's real into you. And then like, hey, if you're really into her, you know what? I swear to you, I'd like to stack of Bibles on my children's My life. point is, that I was my thought. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I believe you. Uh, that, I, but I, I, I know, Not to embarrass I know, you. I know you believe in the Bible, and that, right. that means a lot. No, I said my children's <laughs> lives. Okay, so what was I going to tell you? Oh, yeah, I got a check in the mail yesterday for a dollar, six cents. The check caused more to write. I know. What was it for? It was for, remember a hundred years ago I was on the Larry Sanders show? Yeah. The name of the episode was New York or L.A. And I did like a little walk-on. So I got a residual check for a dollar six and I'm looking at it and I go, you know what? I signed the back of it. I'm going to cash it because... You have to. I have box office draw. Why are they not contacting me to do more films? You got a name. I you got could a name do and, another... I, and I put seats on... I put people in the seat. You could do another movie. Why really? was I not tapped for the new Batman to play Scarecrow? Scarecrow. <laughs> oh, not Batman. Yeah, why not? I think you know, your problem is you're too picky. That, yeah, that's true. I have You've been, been offered a lot of roles and you always find a reason to say no. Well, one, they had you're... me chasing a dog. A dog was chasing me for an entire weekend and I locked myself in a, in a safe. And I can't get out. That was the whole movie. Wow. And I turned it down. I I said, have, but they uh, didn't even offer you Scarecrow this time around, huh? No. They didn't offer it to me last time around. <laughs> yeah. No, Howard. Howard has totally stopped touching Jeff. Yes. So there was definitely a sit down there. <laughs> but I think it's a germ thing. What do you think the Australians had a sit down? I'm just saying. I think it's a germ thing with Howard, too. Don't, yeah. Where was his germphobia for 15 years? Exactly. It was <laughs> germ nowhere. <laughs> germphobia? Like fucking, he, I think he fingered Kendra Jade. He, he, he touched Houston's tits on a regular basis. No germophobia. <laughs> it's a plague, and it affected you in a way that when you met John, you probably felt like in a way you were each kind of, between the music, the musical mm-hmm. connection, and both losing your mothers, John was almost like your mother and you were his mother. In, in a way, you've kind of filled a hole for each other. Ready to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix, and this is part two of our um, Quivers, uh, <laughs> Quivers a Cunt series. How are you, Sam? Welcome back. Oh, my favorite. I always love digging into Robin's cuntiness. Yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's absolutely. So we're going to go right into it, guys. We only got a little bit of the original video. Then we got a couple other clips we're going to play together with it. So here we go. You should have had your mother read her part. Oh, that would have been good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, you're always producing. Right? Yeah, but I didn't want to say anything. See, you're cruel. I know. I would have my mother read those parts. Yeah. Those tapings would be a book. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this book already? Oh. 
You know what's weird is that, I don't know weird, but maybe that's the wrong word, but Howard always, he, you know how Robin frames the story with her perception or her made-up bullshit about her parents? Sure. Howard does the same thing with his parents, and yeah. they both don't like being called out on their fables. <laughs> 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 grim grim the 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 uh the skeleton twins grim's fairy tales well you're right and i think she modeled well not modeled after private parts i think she re- must have realized look he if he can bullshit about his entire life why can't i right and and a lot of especially during that time period with oprah and stuff bringing in a lot of the daytime talk shows there was certain I guess segments you would say that was about childhood abuse oh, and yeah. confronting that. I mean, you know, it was always who's the dad, childhood abuse, I cheated on my ex-wife, some sort of secret. There was like some staples in daytime talk shows that had a lot of ratings and yeah. childhood abuse stories and confronting them was one oh, of yeah. them. Oh, yeah. I remember that one guy who made up that entire book. <laughs> that what, one on, on Oprah? Oprah. Oh, that was yeah. like the three cups of tea guy, I think. Yeah, I forgot what his name was. It was just, and she promoted on her favorite things. It was like a huge controversy because he was just a bullshit artist, much like Robin. It was was part of the book club, and it was like a massive seller because they all were. Anything on the book club book uh, book list was was fodder for her Oprah, you know, acolytes. And yeah, and she had to like. I think she did put out an apology saying we're sorry. We we didn't vet this. You know, we didn't figure this out. But I don't know. You know, everybody can get taken sometimes. At least, you know, Howard's parents would sometimes call in and it would be a segment of how they push back against the narrative that he's railing against, which Bob and I just talked about with the poster episode about the moldy poster that they wanted taken down. You know, they immediately call in and you could tell he's full of shit. Robin, unfortunately, her parents didn't do this. No. So but they both are similar in that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's not like she she, they they backed up some things and the rest. I guess not because, well, fuck, I guess they figured what the hell or or she's going to cut off the money because at this point she's probably subsidizing their every move. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's contingent on that. Um, let's see what we got. <laughs> you better get it out already. A chapter a day. April 7th. Is that right? Yeah. All right. So I think I predicted it. Come out 11 days away. Countdown to fiction. We can't wait. Countdown to fiction. Countdown to fiction. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you were really abused yes. and your co-workers who you spent so much time with said that you wouldn't be laughing, you would be irate like we pointed out before. Well, it's hard to well, knowing what we know, it's hard to disagree. And the fact is, we'll play the clips to back it up, guys. Sorry for it sound like a broken record, but it, it, it's maybe Fred's just taking his lead from Howard. So he thinks I'm safe. I can t- I can say it's bullshit because even though the, he is one of the three in the room, one of the two, three in the room that really know what went down. Well, you're a hundred percent right with that because you know, when it was okay for everybody to pick on Robin's charity, it was when mm-hmm. Howard started picking on Robin's charity. I'll go you one further. There's another example because I know we've got loads to – if we really put our heads t- together and, and write down a bunch of examples. Remember when um, – we haven't used it yet, but it's a great clip. When she was still shopping around that talk show she was trying to do in 2005 and yes. she's trying to get it picked up. And then Sal comes in and starts yep. busting on her appearance and her weight and this, that, and the other thing. And there's 
a lot of speculation that Howard messaged for him to come in and and talk shit about the show. I agree with you. It was very ballsy, and yes. it also hit certain points that I don't think Sal would have want. Sal would have never went on his own and did it. He's done a lot of dumb stunts, but this was a very direct attack on certain facets about her personality change, about her attitude at work, about how she's kind of trying to build this uh, charity empire to bolster her, you know, star. And even if he didn't directly tell him to come in and do it, he had his tacit approval to do it because Howard has to approve any of these people coming in. They can't just always come in and talk shit about it. He would have said, yeah, come on in. So like there would have been a note on Howard's computer saying Sal wants to come in and talk shit about such and such. And he goes, yeah, OK. Like he'll right. text back and say, yeah, come on in. Sure. Uh, because re- he can always pile. He can always enjoy a little Robin pile on up to a point. And the other reason, like you said, is because they were starting to talk about it in the office amongst themselves. And eventually, at some point, it got to Howard, the murmurings. And those murmurings got louder and louder and louder. And he had to agree because he was getting sick of being bothered with their being pissed off about it. Like, he doesn't want to hear about this anymore. So, sure, pile on Robin so people will stop complaining about this to me. And ultimately, he wants to enjoy the fact that the show is not come. It's not going to be a thing. He knows this already, but he wants to savor it on the air, and he wants to like su- like marinate in this whole. Yeah, she's this fucking this fucking uh, barnacle on me. This this you know this uh, this to- token basically uh, can't get do anything without me. It's not going to be success. I love it. I love the fact that it's 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 going to be a, nothing's going to happen with it. Exactly. He didn't want anything to happen with it. He doesn't want it to be a success. And he inherently knew it wouldn't be because also too, like Gary, how Gary promotes his own things. He hated it. He outright said it. Jackie, that's a a whole other. Yeah, that's a whole other. uh, That's a whole other series we can do. The Bowie uh, book saga, because he would he couldn't stop shitting about uh, shitting on it. They just talked about it on Howard 101. So I listened to that saga and I was thinking to myself, about Robin, he will never outright say those same things to Gary, to Fred, to Jackie or mm-hmm. Suttering John, whoever, the right. block party people. He'll say that directly to them. He will not say that to Robin until it bothers him so much. And he also, even though he won't say anything, he won't promote it. And he's, he kind of wants her to fail. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's like Bob has said many times, meta communication. And if that if you need yes. to use the underlings to achieve that, then that's exactly what he'll do. And in fact, it's better because it isn't him directly. He's not he's not making this sound like it's going to be a thing. He's negatively talking about it, like complaining about how he has to go to these charity events. Oh, yeah. He's he's like, you know, it's too much or, you know, he's, take, he's, you know, he's the mocking it. Yeah. Yeah, he's slipping in through the back door. In a fiction oh, or non-fiction? Fact. <laughs> it's not too late to correct it. It is comedy fact, as Jackie would say. I would do- <laughs> well, anyway, I'm I'm excited about it just for the picture. Oh yeah, <laughs> on the cover. Great picture. <laughs> it is a beautiful picture. Beautiful. <laughs> I will. Uh, uh, I got to say, this is this is it. It, it, it couldn't. I, Deborah and I were laughing at this a long, long severe. time ago because it's yeah, it's severe. <laughs> it's 
it's close. It's half of it's just okay. Uh, it, yeah, I guess that's the best word. That's the best word. It's too severe. Everything yeah. from the tense pose, the really, really, you know, pierce through your soul stare, the the cut of the book with the triangle and the whole thing is too severe. Quivers stabbing you. It's like, a, <laughs> you know, you know, when Jack Nicholson looks through the doorway and hears Johnny, it's yeah. like severe like that. Yeah, it's 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 um, you're right. If a socio if a sociopath decided to write a book, it might look like this. Like Very John Wayne so. Gacy, it, it's just a Gacy, a life. <laughs> right, like it's very severe. It's like you're exactly right. If somebody wrote a book about them, the, it would have this sort of cut to it. Right. And my favorite thing is the the actual thing says co-host of the Howard Stern show. She's, and that I'm surprised she put that on there because it still it acknowledges the fact that she's a subordinate. She wouldn't want that out there. They, the only reason, and they, I'm sure the book company insisted because you got to put Howard's name on there because that's hates. otherwise who the fuck are you, right? Like you have to explain right. it. It's almost like Beth Stern, model. You know, if you don't say model, she isn't one, right? And, but I can see her be, with her big ego saying, why do I have to have his fucking name on there? I'm not sure how that went, but I, I know what you're saying. I also think how interesting is this? The white and the black. Mm -hmm. She's in the white and the black's on the bottom. There's mm -hmm. something there's something symbolic. symbolic and some sort of subliminal messaging going on there. Like, I don't know why those choices were made, but well, it's very to me, it's something. Well, it's symbolic also because let's be honest, the, the content is so dark. I mean, this really is a. a, a I don't know, like just some sub really demented. Like if you go in thinking it's a it's a funny book, at least with private parts, you went and it was a lot of jokes and it was a lot of, you know, jocular shit. When you, people opening this one probably had to expect something a little more lighthearted or a lot more lighthearted. But when you open it up and you do read the whole thing, by the end of it, you're going, Jesus, this is like a manifesto of psychotic sixes <laughs> of yeah. psychoses. Of a scary diary. Oh, I. Yeah. I also think there must have been an idea board for how they wanted this cover to go and yeah. how they wanted it shot. I can't believe that this is what they decided on. I think they wanted she wanted to cut off as much of her body as she could because she was still a little hefty. So that yeah. was the decision to cut off most of the body, and just keep the face prominent because that is, you know, what she feels is her best feature. I mean, I'd have to look at other people's autobiographies and their sure. covers during that time period to get an idea of what people were doing. But mm -hmm. this is just brutal. Yeah. Full picture. Gorgeous. <laughs> you oh, hate that picture. No, I love that. What is wrong with you? have my picture. You have That's a, a serious picture. You've got a, <laughs> a serious book. You have a regal stare in that picture. A stare. Yeah. A glare. Regal. We're glaring regal. at the world. <laughs> Regally. All right. Very good. I still think you should have called the book me. <laughs> I wanted to, but me. everybody argued with me. I didn't. You know, that stare is the type of stare you get at 4 a.m. at a McDonald's and a crazy person drunk or on drugs is behind you on meth. And you're like, I'm not sure if this person is going to stab me in the next five minutes. That's the type of stare that that is. Regal. 
<laughs> regal. Yeah, it's if you look um, when she was cleaning out her office and we I don't know if we got the video of that, but either way, I know I know I have it, but I don't know if we actually put it up on our on our uh, on our channel. But what, there's three pictures in her office. and <laughs> One of them's a massive like pose of her, you know, from the 80s uh, wearing all this like leather stuff. And she's like, she's trying to be Grace Jones or something. That's the look she's going for. And mm-hmm. the fact that someone said, oh, you know, she's, they goofed on the fact that she has like a massive portrait of herself in her house. Who the oh, fuck yeah. has that? Honestly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Our what sh- I was saying to Bob in the one episode. I go, it's very odd to me when you go through the narcissist's house, mm-hmm. it's not pictures of normal things like dogs, kids, your family, old it's- pictures. Yeah, from whatever, but the, you're in them, but it's not just of you. No, of course not. But for her, it's probably she's got a picture of herself in probably every room. And so does Howard and Beth. They have all mm-hmm. these weird ass pictures and they're huge. Oh, Christ's sake. Don't even get me started on that whole thing. And uh, see how and- like she's doing this episode like this. You can watch her talking. You can see her eyes. Her eyes are, are so, so jarring in that book cover. It's... Yep. It's not normal and not normally how Robin is unless she's angry, which we saw in the Sally Jesse episode because her eyes get bigger when she's yelling at people. That's the serious face. That's the Robin's Robin's meaning business. And that's, you know, that's ironic. It's it's actually maybe the most ideal photo for that book the way it is, if you think about it, because that's this that's the phase. Yeah, the, that's the that was basically the Photoshop we used for the Sally Jesse uh, uh, appearance. And she serious as cancer, you know, in that picture. And a lot of it has to be taken seriously, but it's so hard to the fucking content. God, if we ever, if we ever, if we ever covered that book for some reason, I was just a goof. I don't think psychologically I could handle it again. No, I can't either, but you know, we got a long life. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's a picture of Baba Booey reading your book on the ball. Look, Holy crow, ball. There he is. Okay. So this is his sketching in 1995. But twenty like twenty twenty seven years later, he's you know uh, Norman Rockwell with his sketches. Oh. oh, and he's preening on an art talk, which makes me sick. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, <laughs> and he's got <laughs> Robin Quiver's book. There he is. With tea. Where is, is there more porcelain on the toilet or in my teeth? <laughs> the size of those things. Look at that. There Jackson, he is. I feel like here. chipping down. <laughs> You know, it says, yesterday, but, wait, I heard Robin in the hall. Yep. For those of you who are listening and not watching, it says a few months later. So right. we're into a few months later when this uh, next segment happens. Yep. So the book is out and now the so the, and actually we should go into another clip, but we'll, we'll play them slightly out of sync. It's fine. So I got off the yard. I'm hearing this voice. I said, I think someone <laughs> is playing a tape of the show. And I walk in to Peggy Panache's office and Robin is doing a whole show in there. <laughs> and she's advising Peggy on I her love life. I wasn't advising it. Oh, How I had a lead. By the way, a few months later, and hair, Howard's part has gone considerably forward, and his <laughs> hair has gotten even thicker magically. Go, a few go months figure. later, you do not know what was. Going oh, I know on what was going on. You in only there. stayed for five seconds. I wasn't advising her at all. I couldn't take it. I had to leave. I couldn't believe the two yeah, yentas in there. But you don't. Know what was going on. 
God bless Billy. <laughs> Billy West. <laughs> he's doing more with the fucking paper. With, he's he's doing more with a Dixie cup than Fred has been able to do in the last twelve years. <laughs> or Howard, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on in there. The, now there you tell the truth. <laughs> See, that's why you lose your voice. I don't want you talking to Peggy anymore. I lose your voice today. Well, today you do. <laughs> Dress in man, man grabbing garb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you. Right. <laughs> He's bringing up the stuff in the book when she was talking about dating, like early dating, and she's talking about you know. So so now they're actually going to go into the their more mockery of the uh, the you know the, the some of the writing style, which is it is mockable. Let's be honest. So Howard started to listen to that advice in his 60s when he started wearing <laughs> skinny jeans. <laughs> Pretty much. Follow my instructions. I'm done with you. I don't advise in that area. Thank you. That's one area I'm not aware of. I don't know anything about it. What is that outfit you wear to catch men? Lime green skirt. Lime green skirt number with legs to kill. I had legs for days. Legs for days, not legs to kill. His eyes popped out of his cretinous head. It was a feast too good for him. Oh boy, here we go. You know beautiful. You're they always, watched and I You're all just jealous. I'm jealous because you can't have me. <laughs> One book Jackie read closely was your oh, book. I read it five times. Every word. Hey, you could just say to Jackie, all right, give me a good line from Robin's book. Go ahead. Page 73, fifth paragraph? Yeah. Ah. It starts with I. <laughs> 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 he's not, he's not wrong. <laughs> Jesus I Christ. love all of them are making fun of her. The chirping up. I the lime green skirt. Look at my legs. I was so happy we could get him to I'm do it. So hot. <laughs> I was so happy we could get him to do it on the fly, but he didn't read the part I wanted to. <laughs> I set down my ring and someone touched it. So I didn't speak to them for 14 years. <laughs> you were flowering the chicken in the kitchen. No, I didn't flower any chicken. <laughs> they, they read that book like the Bible, these guys. I wish they'd learn something. <laughs> Keep reading, you idiot. you dense. Seven boyfriends named James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's I take a sat in the living room and ate ice cream and got high as a kite. <laughs> I walked across the street and had a sudden urge to flash the motorist. <laughs> <laughs> so they've already had months to digest it. They've had months to digest the fucking piece of shit. And now I'm certain they're all like, yeah, this is all bullshit. This is just complete bullshit. Oh, God, they have months to digest it. Now they have and they realize this is so it's funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, uh, I answered the phone and I joined the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> There's another guy who read your book way too close. Oh, I didn't even know Fred was oh, yeah. under his fourth or fifth Ooh. reading. Oh, yeah. Oh, Fred is doing a one man show. <laughs> you overpaid me. If I wear a lime green skirt, will you fucking stop? <laughs> I needed some TV and some creature comforts to oh, surpass this uh, momentous occasion in my life. 
if I was going to be forced to stay. <laughs> My parents shot pigeons to eat. Let me out of the Air Force immediately. <laughs> Mummy, I will only accept this money on one condition. You do not ask me where it came from. <laughs> Pick up my dishes. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with news. Let's stick to Fred uh, the news. Fred is Robin Quick with right. us a play. Fred, you want to do a one man show as Robin? Take it out on the road. I would love to. You and Jackie. Oh, yeah. The review. <laughs> Billy now comes to think of it. He should have done that. It could have been like the vagina monologues. Oh, how, many times would you pay, how many times would you have paid to see the entire thing? If there was like a new reading that came out every six months yeah. of their act, I would have gone every time. <laughs> That's what Jackie should do. Like I, I think I would think I would I would pay any money to hear him recite the whole fucking book, like just in in intervals. Holy shit! That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> Robin from the what? The three stages of Robin. <laughs> three people to play one person. I can see the commercial now. And now the new play that has taken Broadway by storm. Robin Quivers of Life as done by Fred Norris, Jackie Martling, and Billy West. Here, Jackie Martling say. And when the battle was over, I stepped back and said, unhand me, Daddy. Oh. <laughs> Here, Billy West. Now, Robin, you is my daughter. Oh. And you going to do what I say. Now, get over here. And here, Fred Norris, his interpretation of Robin. Mother, I'm coming home from an almost lucrative stripping career. I want you to pay my way and don't ask any questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's how absurd this book was. Pretty much. I mean, like, we'd, I'd love to say we were making it up. No, this is exactly how it was. But when you put it in this, you know, satire like <laughs> enunciation, it's fucking brilliant. Right, and, and the way she's laughing at it, clearly she knows it's she knows they know it's bullshit. So she's like she's laughing like she's busted. She, yeah, she's laughing like it's somebody else's story. She's yeah. making fun of. <laughs> totally. <laughs> wow. And it's all in there. Oh, yeah. I'm Not cool. I can see that. You cool. have to, uh, by the way, be paid a royalty, Robin. Because Thank you. you. Every time cool. they utter something from my lips, I'm I'm cool. Cool. I want to be paid. <laughs> I'm better. Nothing wrong with me now. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing wrong with me is I still have to hang around with you guys. my way, I'm normal. <laughs> what would you know about? <laughs> Why are there no limo drivers to pick me up anymore? I'm normal. <laughs> Nobody wants to take me to work. Fuck oh. you. I'm better. Guys, next bit is from the history of Howard Stern, but originally, um, I'm not sure the exact date. I think it's the third of of um, May '95. Uh, it's just there's it's all over the place here, but it's at post. It's somewhere in between mass release of the book and the first like they've all received their copies so here we go what'd you do this weekend anything oh yes i went to baltimore oh yeah yes poor parents they're old people leave them alone i didn't bother them i simply wrote a book her parents are like you know old people until they read that book they read it or tried to anyway what happened when <laughs> they read it trouble did they like it or are they upset they uh my mother did not understand 
the book. <laughs> sure. <laughs> she needed the cliff notes. Sure oh, Lord. Was, I'm sure she was very fucking confused. <laughs> right. Maybe it's over everyone's head. <laughs> My depiction of her. Oh, really? She didn't understand that the, that was the way I felt. So mm-hmm. she was a little. That was the way I felt. I said this in the last one. I am so tired of people using their feelings to narrate and label it as truth. Yeah. Your feelings aren't what is true all the time. Sorry. <laughs> Wasn't it Robin who said to Artie in the bro fight, I just because it. you're just because you're you're feeling upset and insulted, does that mean it's true? Apparently. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah. You, A little uh, shocked. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it that her feelings about growing up aren't valid. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that I believe in the molestation. I clearly don't. Yeah. But I just think that you can feel a way about growing up, but to shove, but to shove that on your mother's lap and just say, Hey, eat this. Well, yeah, pretty much. And, uh, I mean, it, like it, it sounded to me like they not only, not only did they, um, were they not only was it a surprise to them in in the release uh, she didn't tell them anything about it before it was released she literally like they, they knew maybe they knew a book was going to be written i i don't even know it went that far i think they she literally threw it in their lap and said here you go here's your book this is about you well this and i know i bring this up a lot but this has a lot of similarities to the hilaria baldwin situation her parents weren't on board for spanish gate they were no. they were not they were not on board with her pretending to be Spanish. That's why her father didn't walk her down the aisle during the wedding. Her brother did. And then they have nothing to do with them now. None of them. They have they, nothing to do with her. Is that is that a definite like you never see pictures of uh, oh, well, yeah, I mean, they, during, during COVID? I mean, obviously, they only met that. like two or three of the kids. Yeah. And now she's going to have her seventh and they haven't they don't have anything to do with them. And they haven't said anything in her defense, which is mm-hmm. another thing and um one of the cousins came on the reddit page who went to the wedding and said everybody was so confused she's probably the laughing stock they're probably they're probably embarrassed as fuck because i mean but that's what i'm saying you robin you're putting this book out there that's saying these terrible things what do you think (laughs) is gonna happen they've all they've all decided to become french well i felt (laughs) spanish so What, lady? What are you talking about? I felt Spanish, so now I, as a mother or father, have to go along with this because you feel this way? No, that's you well, should not do that. Robin, you feel you were abused? No, you need to make money. <laughs> you remember that face Hilaria g- gives the pops, like when that, that roadside video. That's exact, the exact same face Robin gives the audience member who starts talking shit about her on Sally Jesse. That's the exact same face. Totally. And they're both huge narcissists. That's you're right. That is the exact same venomous face. Yeah. Like, how dare you call me on my shit as if, you know, and like, how dare you reveal what is actually true about me? It's how I feel. It's how I feel. Yeah. My perception trumps reality. And it's what she needed on the, the last train of her life. (laughs) (laughs) She probably has another five, six years to live. Living in her neighborhood with all the old timers. Well, I'm glad you're very sympathetic to people who uh, do things a little out of the way. 
This is an old woman I'm picking on the innocent. I'm glad you are innocent. Picking on. You know what? I'm not even really happy he's calling her out on this because he does the same fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Worse. In so many ways. Because they were still alive. His parents are still alive way longer. And he they didn't call in anymore because they're so sick and old and they can't Mm -hmm. defend themselves anymore. And he did the same thing. So shove it. And he doubled down, actually, only like when as soon as they couldn't get on the radio to defend themselves, he only got worse. He got worse and he did it with celebrities. He used this fake story and fake narrative to try to relate to, you know, Machine Gun Kelly. Right. Fuck you. (laughs) My my dad called me a moron. At least we're talking about being completely abandoned. <laughs> um, you know, Ray wanted to leave him at the fucking doorstop, some somebody else's door stoop, and, and just, uh, give him up. Hey, machine gun, your parents didn't pay for you to go to college and give you a car. Buy you a car, yeah, exactly. The baby. Innocent. Yeah, they what are they don't they don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> I simply told the story of my life, Howard. That's okay. all I did. That's uh, all I understood. Did. Understood. We all have to do what we have to do. No, I that yeah. again. That's all I did. <laughs> the story of my life, as written by Tolkien. <laughs> Jesus <It's> very, Christ! <laughs> it's very though. Uh, he says we all do what we have to do. Yeah, that's a very telling statement. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so as we go through, guys, so we were now, now now the clips are going to be just a little bit more revealing, essentially. Understood. A I child am. does not create its own life. Mm-hmm. No, but an adult re- creates its own reality. Yep. yep. Yeah. You just had to write a book about it. What does that mean? I if, if everybody should have the right to tell their story. Well, OK. OK. Hey, listen, what do you want from me? I'm, I'm behind you, book 100 no, percent. You're not. I yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, she and she knows. She knows. He knows the what the gig is. Well, that's why he said we all do what we have to do. That yeah. one hand washes the other. I'll call you out on this, but sure, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're now attacking me. I don't give a rat's ass what you do. <laughs> yeah, right. you do what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, be sympathetic. You're you're constantly calling on people not to be sympathetic to uh, criminal, the criminal element, and so forth. But now here you are taking the other side. I don't know. I don't know what went on. What criminal the element? Criminal. So basically, saying he sticks up on the air for criminals like because maybe because remember when they used to call the uh, pedophile hotline or whatever they remember they used to play the uh that, N- Nambla, that, like the uh, yeah, those, N- those, Nambla. yeah yeah and they used to uh, have those people on to try to defend yeah their point of being a pedophile and their whole yeah well, i don't know were- their whole thing so maybe she's trying to say well you know you you do this, and she's trying to rope him into something bigger. Or the clan, like when she did, Daniel Carver would come in, for example, which is, you know, uh, basically, yeah, okay, we said we got representation here. Uh, but here, like, that, like everybody's getting a chance to, sh- to, to use our forum, for example. But, um, yeah, this we'll- is... We you highlight know. all the doldrums of society on this show, basically. But you can't let me have a pass. You have to be critical, even though yeah. we do this all the time. Pretty much. 
on that. That book is. I'm waiting till the day the book comes out to ask my question. I'm storing up my questions. Billy West called me at home yesterday because he had to ask me about you know something about what we were doing on the show, and they said I'm reading Robert's book. Yeah. And I said, what do you think? And there was like this big long pause, and he goes, well, it's pretty heavy. And he goes, I don't know. He goes, now every time I look at Robin, it's like she's naked. Yeah. <laughs> well, Richard Johnson did a little piece on it today. Little. Yeah. <laughs> he was bringing up Robin's porno star activity. Yes, my porno star. <laughs> I where never Robin, starred. <laughs> where Robin was actually considering. What, what was that? You, you, um. <laughs> What? That was one of my that was one of my things that I didn't believe. Well, you have to start from the beginning. It, yeah. it, that Robin had sex with a guy in a car, and someone watched, and she dug that. Yeah, and then she uh, I don't know. Somehow you was, see you're telling too much. Yeah. No, we're not. No, you simply tell the porn part. No, Somebody was somebody was mentioning, um, I, I guess, in one of the earlier Robin at themed episodes, if that because we mentioned, I'm sure I mentioned the book. We bring it up quite a lot. Um, that you know, if if it's all bullshit. Why take anything from the book seriously? Well, no, there are documented things that she did do. She did go to the Air Force. That's documented. She was a registered nurse. Um, you know, she did work in Washington. All these things are, you know, they're provable. So you can't when, when we say it's all bullshit, we're talking about the stuff that the coloring in. Yeah, basically. The, the, yeah, the fill in the stuff that you can't that can't be proven, for example, like the whole fact that the father the whole molestation and that last chapter trying to get him on camera admitting what he did basically and she never gets it right so, it's also weird too the way she describes her sexuality in the book versus how you see her live her life especially when she was super famous and could you know nail people who she probably wanted she was never one to be publicly showing displays of affection she didn't those those little quirks about her that got her off don't really translate into how she acts in real life and, and the fact that they didn't they didn't bother to address the fact that she became a big sister for this girl then bailed on her when things got too heavy for her because it was just too much it was the now admittedly she said that the, this person had a lot of this girl had a lot of uh, baggage to you know to deal with but that's you you left her basically you said oh the system failed her i didn't fail her i didn't fail her i didn't complete my year long stint as a big sister but they're to blame not me the what, system failed it, her and that was even more egregious because as somebody who was supposedly abused so badly, you would be more apt to continue and complete that program because you understand. If yes, if supposedly. you did go through it and you weren't, you know, it's just stuck up your own arsehole. And then also the one chapter with James, the the kid that was a foster child, and she reconnected with him supposedly. But in the in the book, it makes it seem as though they're actually going to sleep together because they meet at a hotel. And it's sort of left open ended. There's not there's no any res. There's not really any resolution. And um, that's it's, a lot of it. Yeah. And I mean, these are the la latter chapters. That's the whole thing. And it, it, it's got the Mary Tyler Moore throwing her hat up in the air type of ending. But there's nothing to indicate that there is any kind of resolution at all. She's it's still like Mary Tyler Moore throwing her hat up in the air at the end of Skid Row. And there's a bunch of people behind <laughs> her bodies ODing in the street. That's oh. what it's like. Oh, man.
buy it. You got to get people to buy it. That led so Robin to believe that you could be a, you know. No, it did not. That's not true. So you're denying your own book? Black uh, and white. I'm denying what Baba Booley is saying. He's jumping to conclusions. Are you, are you demanding a retraction of your own book? <laughs> no, I'm demanding Baba Booley. He's jumping to conclusions because you left things so open-ended, oh, yeah. lady. Big, big time. Maybe you better go back and read my work. You, mean, you, you didn't say in the book that because you... Like, I said I, I became... Uh, I, I flirted with exhibitionism. Right. <laughs> ah. Flirted with exhibitionism, which, which means not, you didn't flirt. Flirting with exhibitionism would imply that you did. Uh, flash someone and, you know, you got a vicarious thrill. Or That's you... That's not even really exhibitionism. That's being 20. <laughs> well, I mean, if you walk in front of your window naked and, you know, and you know that people can see it, obviously you're a boy, you're, you're, an, you're, you're an exhibitionist. Um, or, you know, and in, in, in this, it's just, I felt like, I felt like, you know, exposing myself, but you didn't do it. She so you're writing the, about nothing. <laughs> exactly. I, I felt molested. Right. <laughs> it's like how she was, you know, felt, you know, black power, you yeah. know, Malcolm X-ish for a hot second. Right. You know, that was that was as much of a trend as like a boy band. Well, that, that and that's one of the parts of the book that I could actually that sounded plausible because of the time period. But and I still don't college. believe it. I, 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 it's it sounded more like she wanted to fit in and less like she wanted to have an identity. Or be enlightened, for example, like, you know, like to do the actual reading and of the, the literature and, um, you know, uh, anyway, just, get it, just. Yeah, exactly. Like she didn't actually want to be political. She just wanted to find some kind of bullshit identity or tack, tack one on that she didn't have. I believe like Howard, she was really just the like nothing in the classroom. She was nothing in terms of personality. So in this book, she was allowed to become whatever she wanted the same way Howard adapt, adopted whatever he wanted. And the look, they both, certainly. They both have this similarity where they don't seem to have a core identity. And they also don't seem to have friends. Like Howard has friends like Dr. Lou and stuff. Right. But it doesn't seem like they have this massive social group. You know, during periods of your life when you're going out and things, there's a group of people. Or you go to football games or you go yeah. to plays or you there's a massive amount of people, especially during college. Mm -hmm. And I, it's odd that they both don't have that at no, all. No, they don't. Yeah. In and any you would parts name, of you, their life. You would name drop at least the first names of friends you had, and you'd hear their names. Like, if they played any kind of part of the de de developmental part of your life, you would write about them. A little, even if only in passing, you'd hear the name again. Like, oh, me and Bob went to, you know, went to college, and uh, he studied this, and I studied this. And then you'd move on to whatever story. But again, they'd turn up later. When we got married, Bob was there, you know, da 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 da. And then, you know, but in their in their case, it's like the the friendships are non-existent. Forget secondary; they're just non-existent. They don't speak about friendships in a way that seems like one, they're lasting, and two, yeah. they they talk about events that they did with certain people in their lives. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the events is that, and then they don't talk about or describe how they feel about that friend, why right. they love that friend, why that friend is so important to them, other than just to have it so, at least I could say I have someone, one. Yeah. And like, it, 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 as, as an example of how even the, 
the focus of the book, like Muhammad Ali is used as like this cheap Rocky, you know, type uh, metaphor for her book. Like she's a fighter. She came up from nothing and she, you know, she achieved something, uh, you know, and nobody became somebody. Mm-hmm. And, um, and meanwhile, when she does talk about him, it's, it's as though oh, he's, he's my idol. But then when she meets him, it's all about how smitten he is with her. It's not about, yeah. you know, I was, I was, speechless and my God, I was crying to meet him and this, that, the other thing. No, he has to be a subordinate in the story because it's Robin. It's exactly like how, when Jennifer Aniston came on and, you know, she lathered her with praise about the show, but then she turned it into, I named my cat after (laughs) you, my cat. And it became a story about her fucking cat. Yeah. And sirens. I love that clip. Jesus. I still have it somewhere. Oh, I, I stand corrected. <laughs> you you are very dramatic. You know that. I flirted with exhibitionism. That's right. I don't That's like true. the, the interpretation by right. Baba Booey. But Baba Booey has it right because <laughs> I remember you, reading it. Keep it out of layman's terms. Yeah. This <laughs> sounds so much better when I say it. Yeah. You were you were getting it in the back of a car. And <laughs> Not in the back. And somebody saw well, wherever you were, the, the front of the car, and then you were getting it, and then somebody saw you. And then, a whole truck full of guys. Right. And then you liked it. So what? then so somehow she ended up with a Polaroid of herself naked or someone took a Polaroid of you. I answered an ad in a paper. Yeah. And you went to a place. Yeah. And I suppose it was supposed to be an audition. I suppose you either know or you don't. You fucking idiot. You don't suppose said, anything. Then she said it was supposed to be an audition. But by the way, whoever. When you have sex in a car in a front seat, doesn't it have a glove compartment? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, and, and a steering wheel if you're on the other in the other chair. She's uh, not the, that tiny. In those, in those days, bucket seats. So the whole the whole front end was one seat, really. Oh, okay. Because I'm yeah. trying to picture or, the. I'm yeah. trying to picture <laughs> how that. <laughs> I'm like talking what? about getting, getting cock cock blocked by the uh, by the stick. Jesus Christ, if you're driving standard, that's why I'll always I'll always have fond memories of the old Bonneville, the old Pontiac Bonneville, especially the, the front seat is just as good as the back seat. Or uh, porn films. Yeah, but you knew that. Of course I knew that. You, you were aware of I it. I answered the ad for a porn film. And what happened when you went there? You got it naked? I had to strip down and a guy took a Polaroid. Ooh. And did you do that in front of anyone else or just the guy? Just that guy. I would like to personally offer a thousand dollar reward like for that Polaroid. I don't, I don't believe it. I, I don't believe it for it. one minute. <laughs> I don't believe any of it happened. I have to have the picture. <laughs> you have to have the picture, and uh, because you won't even let me see your nipple. It's really weird that this guy who supposedly did this after she became famous never came out with it because there's a lot of celebrities who did shit like this, and oh, then yes. those pictures always come out. Yeah, the one I was reading about just this last weekend was another one of the Weinstein women. It was uh, Gretchen Moll, I think, at the time, who was sort of an up. Like you started reading about her, and then she was in a few films, and then you never saw her again because he'd moved on to the next whoever it was. And um, you know, I don't know if she's still acting. I'm certain, but she, and she's not alone. There's shitloads of the uh, the Harvey girls that, um, like uh, the Jennifer Lawrence story. The way I heard it was all those nudes came from his his phone. Oh, wow. I, that makes I, sense. I totally believe it. Totally. I mean, it's it's possible like they came from whatever her iCloud leak, but basically he um, like and it, it would make perfect sense for a lot of these actresses to be on his phone. 
like wow. having sent to him, you know, you're going to get a well, fucking part. But again, Robin, like if she became really famous and they had those Polaroids, you know, that could come out later, I'm sure. And it didn't. No. And so, yeah. And I, and I, I mean, who knows? Like he, some person, he could throw them out. He could lose them, whatever. I don't believe it ever happened, which is why there's no fucking photo because there was never a porn guy. So you fucked a guy in a car and it made you want to get an ad, like some back page ad and go on some audition. <laughs> it's just like, what's what? It's the Wizard of, it's a demented Wizard of Oz, like Benjamin says. <laughs> oh, please. Exhibition. Do you believe that? Well Let's take now. a vote. Did you believe that you, when you read it? I'm a different had, person a, today than I was then. Did you believe it when you read it? No. Okay. <laughs> but I believed everything else in the book. Jackie, did you believe that when you I read didn't it? read that yet, and I, I don't yeah. think I'll believe it. He's planning not to believe it. Fred, do you believe that? Again, that was one of those chapters or pages that I looked at the book and read the page, and I put it down on my chest, look at my wife, and go, what the hell is this? Well, <laughs> isn't this yes. one of these type of... <laughs> of course. Books where you gotta either believe all of it or, or else it all it. falls apart. Well, it, it could fall like dominoes. I mean, why would you lie about I, that? And not yeah. Well, I had trouble with a lot of it because I know Robin longer than all of you. Well, right. Except for Fred. I mean, Fred knows well, Robin almost as long yeah. as I do. Right. And Fred and I both had trouble with the book in certain parts, right? Based on our knowledge of Robin. Okay, that's exactly what we've been saying. Yeah, and this is where Robin was smart in when you include facts. Yes. With bullshit it's really hard to suss out the bullshit oh well, not for us and i'm not for them apparently but it gives you these red flags and then you're thinking but that's true she did go to the air force wait well she was a nurse right well, she did live in baltimore hmm. so you know you know you're like going back and forth in your head like wait a minute this doesn't add up but well, this part, does part well, in part one, for example, when they mentioned about the lifestyle she was living with, going to see her parents all the time, getting home-cooked meals, talking about having spent time with them. But if you read the book, it would suggest that aside from the time she crutched on them, they had like no relationship with her and she was constantly getting estranged from them because she was doing this fight or flee – like this this fight or flight thing. And – but they, those like Howard and Fred would not know any of that because they wouldn't have heard. They would have heard something like that at least once during the time they were with her. Do you think the way Howard is so, you know how in his books he so tries to make himself, even though it's clearly homoerotic, he does push the girls, 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 girls yeah. aspect, like you right. know, very heavy-handed with it. But then also there's all these elements of homoerotic shit in his books. Do you think it's kind of like Robin pushes these narratives like the I fucked a guy in a car and I liked people watching me and then I went to go do a porn possibly or then I went to be a stripper or an exhibitionist? Do you think they say these outlandish things to kind of throw off the scent of their sexuality? It's it's there's it's a possibility. I don't think I I don't really think she's a lesbian, for example. She might be bi. Uh, I think that's I think there's a good chance of that because the like if she's a narcissist as well, it would make sense. <laughs> Both of them are, you know, what do you call it as as uh, George Takei would say pansexual. Um, I it's possible like there's a possibility, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, just a because, lot of that book you know, was just how are you sensationalized, you know? Yeah, I'm just saying it's interesting that they both they both talk about sexual stories that don't ring true. Mm -hmm. And then they live these lives that kind of don't ring true either when it comes to their sex life. So it's 
it's kind of a you think it could be another thing they have in common yeah yeah well it's possible like i'm saying it, it, like she make herself to be some raging uh heterosexual that you know it ate up men like a fucking i don't know like a some kind of you know <laughs> i don't know some kind black of black widow uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some Ill- reference from the from the Odyssey, but uh, like the Black Lotus, uh, the island of the Black Lotus, or some bullshit. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean, she's um, and I think anybody, yeah, anybody who's anybody who's read the book, please get back to us on there. But I know it's not going to be too many people commenting on that because so many people haven't read it. But uh, anyway, let's continue. What is it? Is? Uh, yeah, it's, oh, sorry. What's that? You said in Greek mythology, is that the siren, the song of the siren? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she would entrap men or ensnare men yeah. with her song. And then and, and on the island of the Black Lotus, they all the guys basically they all drugged the men and they stayed there for I can't remember how many decades or something. And that was before um uh Odysseus had to uh had to come back to his kingdom. But um with, with Robin, it's like, you know, oh, it was too good for him, so I had to move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of similar. I'm yeah. amazing. Well, Freddie and I had a, a question yeah. about another part that was a similar. Well, Freddie and I questioned about half the book. <laughs> Fred comes in one morning and he says, did you get to the part where Robin can't is going to cross the road? And this is what we were at NBC. Yeah. And she, she suddenly has this unbelievable urge that she can't control to rip open her shirt and no, expose no, no, it to no, passing no. motorists. I did control yeah. it, didn't I? Well, I said it was an uncontrollable urge that you did control. So why don't you get uncontrollable in here? No. <laughs> it's uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Why'd you control it? <laughs> so true. <laughs> I forgot about it. It didn't even occur to me. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I've never seen any evidence of any of this. Of course not. Yeah, in cars, she becomes a different woman. In here, she doesn't. She was in the street. She wanted a show car. Yeah. I know. I read it. Believe me. Who can make this stuff up? You. You. You think it could be a big help. Yeah. Right. She has a way of pushing you. Sure. I believe that. I don't know why. What? That Judith could make it up? No, no, that you wanted to show your... What brought on the urge to do that? Jackie, I was ill. (laughs) What were you, like a TikTok? (laughs) You know, like back in the day, like a TikToker? You know, for content? (laughs) You know, a TikTok challenge. How many flashing breast shots can you have for a car before the signal changes? TikTok challenge. The Robin Quivers TikTok challenge. Yeah, it sounds like a a thing. For monoxide. (laughs) She was ill. She was as ill as I was. She was fine. And you're still ill. I got better. Yeah. (laughs) You never saw me whipping my fly open in public. (laughs) I don't know what you do. You told me there were dark. Dark things going on in your brain yeah, that I not, didn't want to know about. Not as dark as that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that weird. This is so dark, I don't know how you can see the typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, keep, you keep your secrets. I'll keep your secrets if you keep mine, Robin. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> T- totally. Guys, this next clip is another Sternthology thing. Um, I'm going to I'm going to say it's 98, 99 because Casey is mentioned and that's about when he started working on the show. So, again, playing with time here. But either way, it, it works for our narrative. So here we go. There you go. <laughs> Unreal. What is it? Uh, here's uh, Mr. Skin's best friend, Gary ah. Ah. What What is that? She's just so in the honeymoon mode. You know, oh, it's oh, great. Wait, it's wonderful. He's, they're talking about Mr. X. I think great. Oh, it's great. Life's around. great. I know. She, and and you, you should hear. She tells me about relationships being great. Oh, oh here we go. 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 Here
This is the woman that used to run on your face is now the happiest woman in the world. I know. When I was getting... You used to what? Yeah, don't bring that up. What? used to run on Howard's face, remember? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Oh, that's a beauty. That was another person. Didn't you stomp on my face? (laughs) That was another person. I read your book. Didn't you pull your car over in Queens and cry? To do what? Just to cry. No, I don't think so. It's in your book. I read that. You were driving around and you were so depressed, you just pulled the car over and you cried. She didn't write that book. I recall that. You you wrote it. (laughs) Well, wouldn't, even if you don't recall that exact thing he's talking about, if you were the type of person that pulled your car over and cried frequently, you would you would think that would be sounds like something I would do. Like, yes. Hey, d- hey, do you remember when you recorded on a Wednesday? Mm, I'm not sure if it was a Wednesday, but probably because I recorded a lot. I mean, you do kind of have an idea. If you wrote it in your fucking book, which you have to pour oh. over the manuscript before it, there's so many edits you have to do with your book before it finally goes to press. You have to keep rereading it constantly. You get fed the fuck up with it. I'm certain. Hey, George Bush, didn't you throw out a pitch after 9-11? Mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> to become a hooker. The book. But I'm uh, saying, maybe. you're so much better than that now. Uh, I you don't recall it. that. She cries at home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you really don't recall that, or you're just goofing? No, I have to read that book, and that happens. That you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And also, I remember uh, that she did stomp on my face. Yeah. She well, so... I remember that. Right. No one would forget that. <laughs> I don't know why she was mad at you, but she was so mad at you when she ran. She pictured your face on the ground. She was always mad at and me. And ran on it. Oh, stop <laughs> it. You... not always mad A lot of times. You. Now that you get it regular, though, you're never mad uh, at me. Hey, Britney Spears, remember when you shaved your head? Mm, I... I can't recall. <laughs> the good thing there's evidence. We haven't been mad at you in years. Let's canoodle. Okay, people ask me, is Robin really different? I said, you know, yeah. I still don't buy it 100%, but it seems like it might be for real. I'm giving it another 10 years. <laughs> really? It's like it's like an alcoholic. You're always waiting for him to fall. Right, 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 right. right. Oh. Everything it seems to be a complete... Con- but the thing that they're saying about, do you think she's better? And they're saying she's better... It has nothing to do with the things that were in the book, per se. It has no. nothing to do with the the better. Yeah, she's better from the things that she made up in the book. Okay. Yeah. But right. is she better from the things that are really hindering the work environment? Um, they're contemplating it. Yeah. yeah. She might have been a better coworker in the it now than she was in the early 90s or 80s. Okay, but that has nothing to do with her getting better from these psychological fucking maniac rantings in the book that aren't true. Well, that's exactly right. So that's all they have to go with for the most part, because only only Jackie and sorry, not Jackie, um, uh, Howard and Fred spent any time with her off the air. And I'd, I'd even argue not even Fred, just Howard, Howard and Allison. So and then we have an Allison clip that's like 30 seconds. We'll be playing that where she, he said he says she didn't believe a lot of the book. So and, and Allison would have been there in the early days to know and, and spoke to her like they were they were around each other all the time. I'm sorry for pausing it again, but wouldn't Allison know out of all people that if she were to say she doesn't believe it and she's a very studied, educated person in this field? I mean, not that it takes a rocket scientist. Look at how we picked up on that really quick. But that says that's a whole nother layer of what the fuck. 
Well, we have to question Allison a little bit. She did think her husband was straight for the longest time. So, um, I mean, and who knows, guys? Yes, I know. Yeah. What do you think will happen? One of these days, You'll blow my up. hair will oh. stand on end. Yeah. Everybody's waiting me. for the shooter drop. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> You're just holding it in. How long can it yeah, last? You know, there's a lot oh, of things that could happen. I'll tell you that's one thing. Fun. You should write a self-help book because if com- I've never seen anybody <laughs> right. do a conversion like this. Before no, you're right. It's, it it's scary. <laughs> it's almost like it's not you. Well, it does sound like that, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, because he's telling me stuff, and I'm going, who could have done that? Right. Not me. But, you know I don't know that, like, when you went for your breast reduction, it wasn't like they removed a piece of your brain or something. Because, <laughs> I got a lobotomy? Right. Howard, the, po- right down. the point is... The other thing is, people like Howard, for example... He claims not to have any um, recall, like any any he can't retain anything, and I and it's obvious he can't re- remember anything, or he chooses to uh, claim he doesn't remember just because it's an arrogance thing. But with her, I believe after the book was released. It was like it didn't matter anymore what was said in there to her because her reality that moment is more important than anything she released for the for the time being. Yes, this book is going to be a stepping stone to do other things. It's going to be get me maybe some money, some more notoriety. But at the end of the day, it's only serving a purpose and then it's meaningless to her. That's how little it means in the long run. It's not a Bible by which to, you know, which, as opposed well, well, to what most, most people write that, you know, you write your life story. It's most meant to be as accurate as possible. Right. And then you remember it so well that a lot of people who write multiple things, mm-hmm. they will if they don't believe in something that they've written before, they will go back and correct it because they remember that specific thing they said years ago in a different book. So, yes, you're right. Or legally, they're allowed to talk about it now. This is statute of limitations has passed on something or they're they um, they're able to talk about it because they're now they're divorced and they were married at the time and they're going to talk about recovering from this or they were addicted and they got over it. It's a, it's a sobriety book. I mean, there's lots of reasons to update the, you know, the, the biography. Here's a great comparison. You know how Bushkin wrote all about Carson, but he mm-hmm. also wrote about himself within that book, Johnny Carson. Sure. Yep. He. <clears throat> You could tell what he was saying was true. And Robin, she, you you can she doesn't she doesn't put things in a way that seem true and then she can't recall them. Whereas Bushkin could recall things from 30 years ago seems true. And then he talks about it throughout his life, even after he wrote the book. And most so, likely most likely consulted notes he had anyway. Right. Right. And he would have had documents. He would have had to vet things. He would have had like uh, records of, you know, transactions, hotel bills, everything. And we're talking about things that happened way before, you know, long, long, long ago. And Mm -hmm. he's not saying he's not in an interview saying, wait, I don't remember that, even though I wrote that. Well, and yeah, and, and eventually when we do that, we're going to redo that and make it a, uh, give it a good run through because got way more clips since since we did that original episode. Um, the he wrote a second part, an extra chapter called "Mommy Dearest" because he consulted with a psychiatrist or a couple psychiatrists, and they yes. talked about um, they talked about um, Wiggy. Uh, sorry, Wiggy. He talked about Carson's narcissism, and he definitely had some. And his he had a fucked up relationship with his mother too. So it's the parallels are amazingly fascinating on one level with him, with Carson and Howard. 
in terms of control, in terms of uh, fucked up relationship with their mother and uh, mothers rather. And um, thank God Bushkin sought to release it, even though some people thought oh, it's a cynical cash grab. You've released a book. Now you're charging for another chapter. Why don't you add it? I, I didn't care. I loved reading more. I could have paid for as many more chapters as he wanted. I agree with you. And I think how interesting is it that you and I, that was our genesis of podcasting yeah. for you know, all those years ago when we decided to record that off the cuff, kind of like that podcast, which, you know, it had to do with Howard, but we were, we didn't really know what narcissistic personality disorder was until Bob really laid it on thick for us, you know, Mm -hmm. but we had this inkling because we could draw that similarity from Carson and Howard. I think that's kind of fascinating that even without that knowledge of Bob and how far we've come in analyzing Howard, we Mm -hmm. had this sense. Yeah. I mean, well, there's just too many similarities based on also anecdotal stuff from other people. And that was key uh, to understanding Carson. And it's key to understanding Howard, because especially with the the the, um, what do you call it? um, History of Howard Stern clips where people, you know, they refute him or they dispute, you know, certain facts and they sound believable. And he Mm -hmm. doesn't because he's such an unreliable narrator generally. Um, where with Carson, it's not like that. It's more like we need that anecdotal evidence because he's really not a person to give of himself personally in terms of like, you know, his own personal relationships, but also he didn't want to divulge really much of his life. He was very much an enigma, uh, into the public when he was alive. As were a lot of celebrities back then. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's like Robin went to shrinks and she tried to do this and tried to do that. And the end result was getting laid regularly is what cured her. No, you I think it was the shrink. Out of your mind. Getting laid was what did it. The reason she's getting laid regularly is because yeah. she went There's to the no shrink. There's no way I'd be getting laid if I had changed. Don't you think it's the shrink that no. uh, did it? No. What did it? The horses? Me. It was a multi- what do you mean you? <laughs> me. It wasn't the shrink. It was me. <laughs> me. Yeah. I, my, mine, yeah. me. That's right. Oh, oh. Don't you think the shrink guided you in some way? I mean, I was out of therapy for several years. But the thing screaming. I got from your book was... Oh, you were still screaming? Yes. 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 Mm. yes I and that. what happened? <laughs> was it the ray of light story? Ray of light? You know? No, 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 no. no. You know how she talks about the screaming? That Sally episode we did, that is a great indicator of... I think there's truth to that, the screaming. Oh, fuck yeah. And she doesn't scream on that show, but she tries to talk over people. It gets to almost that point. But you could see her in that show struggling to hold back the anger, the real anger. And I think when she's by herself and the screaming mm. that she talks about, the little frustrations of things that don't go her way, Oh yeah, that's when she would blow. Yes. And so... You know, she has she's kind of a little bit more guarded because she's on television, but you see it revving up. And then all of a sudden you get those eyes that are on the book and that are on the Sally Jesse show and you can totally see her losing it. Yeah. And in the same way that uh, Howard sometimes can't control his stupidity and blurts out things on the air that he shouldn't. um, Robin's much the same way because their emotions kind of take over and their intellect loses the battle. Like the, the, the notion of self-preservation becomes null and void once the feeling of I got to rectify this right now, right now. This is more important right now. My false self is being fucking uh, is, is being assaulted. I have to fucking defend this now. Um, it takes precedence over 
you know, and being, it's a being seen as being, a, you know, whatever the perception is, is irrelevant to compared to what they think at that moment. It's that and the fact that because they have to protect their false face, they're dumb protecting yes. their, they're dumb in general yeah. and they can't, they, they can't, they expose they can't, themselves. Um, they can't explain this in a way that makes sense. So they start screaming at people or they start insulting people in a dumb way. They don't know how to dig themselves out of it. And you see it happening oh, on yeah. television or on the show. And it's like, holy crap. The, the, that's why some of these bits that go on forever with Howard, when he feels slighted or when he feels oh, yeah. backed up into a corner, go on way longer than they should. And they make him look horrible. It's because they can't help themselves. There's one episode I'm going to cover with Bob, I think. Um, it's George Takei's in studio. Artie's gone. And he starts pointing, asking pointed questions to – not pointed questions, but very direct questions uh, mm -hmm. regarding Howard's psychology. What does he get from it? What from his ana analysis? And asking him, why are you doing this? Why are you going to this? How is it helping you? And Howard's getting frustrated. He's almost ready to say, stop fucking asking me questions because he's getting flustered because he can't explain – how it's helping him because it's not helping him. He doesn't want to betray that fact. Right. Yes. And just like and Robin on the Sally stage, she wants to have the narrative. I am fine and yes. I'm a hero and I'm a fighter and I'm a survivor. And don't you fucking poke a hole in that story. Don't you dare question it. Never. Yeah. No, it's been years and years and years of work, you know, working, Stop. thinking on your own, you mean. Um, thinking on my own, also doing other things. Yeah, I don't hey, think on my own. High colonic. I don't like to think about you know myself. What? I would like to have a high colonic and then let it out on you. <laughs> oh, I'll pay for that. <laughs> you know what's weird? Hey, is that guy here? Yeah, well, it's, that's true. He would like to see more scat. Yeah, this is well, not me. Um, yeah. it's, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Just wipe that visual away. Go ahead. All right. Hold on. Blinders. Um, that's just fuck me right up. Sorry. <laughs> you want to throw Sam over a loop? Just go ahead. She said <laughs> a little bit of shit talk. I'm sorry. Hold on. I got a backtrack. So Robin said, um, oh, I did it myself. I, I, mm. I, and she said, uh, what did you just say? She goes, I, something myself. I, Wait, I that, started thinking for myself. Oh, I started. I'm sorry. I started thinking for myself. So who was thinking for you before <laughs> in your, in your massive molestation house? Yeah. Where you and were then, apparently so abused. Who was thinking for you? What are you talking about? And if you blink, you'll miss it. But Howard goes, I don't do any thinking on my own. That's true. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. They, so, they're, they're I mean, he total, needs a tutor for everything. <laughs> the two of them. You know what? They kind of remind me of like, you know, when you put clothes on an infant, they're like yeah. wiggly bodies. And you just look like. They, 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 they want, they're fighting it because it's not natural, right, to them. And they're, they're just flopping around everywhere. Yeah. It's like, that's what Howard and Robin are. It's like trying to put two clothes on fucking infants. Putting a sock on a six-month-old. <laughs> uh. I'm going to flush his head down the toilet now. He didn't show down. up. Oh. Yeah, screw him. But Robin, like, even when you were out of your mind, when you talked to you about it, you were, like, you were reasonable. Like, you recognized what your problems were. It's like. No, she didn't. Well, I didn't. Recognize them all the time. No, if you brought it up, she'd go crazy. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes she would say, sometimes I, say, hey, you're crazy. Yeah, you don't know me as long as he right. does. No, sometimes I say, well, you know, you're crazy. And then she'd say, what? 
Oh, you're crazy. That's right. right. I don't know that I'm not, but you were really crazy. I know. I you made me look control. like a. There was yeah, one day. Out of control. One and day. I used to say it'd be so easy to fix her. I'm just tell her to calm down, but it didn't work. Oh, it wasn't easy. Me, like slowly, I turned. Right. She once tortured me, and I was trapped in her car Uh-oh. for a 30-minute ride of like constant berating, so much that I curled up in a fetal position and begged her to stop. Oh. I remember. Oh that. God, it was relentless. She was berating you? Relentless. Really? What would you? What was your crime? Was uh, I was late. <laughs> oh, well, I would have yelled at you. Too. Howard, because my car overheated. Right. It wasn't even like it was. It was. It was a total legitimate answer because oh. I had a '65 Dodge Dart with an overheated. I remember walking into the studio oh, one nice. morning. This was like 15 years ago. Now you could see her completely shitting on the subordinate, and just and giving him just just for the sake of having to lash out at someone. And this is jobs without a union. You just have yeah. no cover. <laughs> No, you just, go. your power <laughs> overheats, you're fired. Fuck, yeah, fuck you, yeah. Now Boo's going to give his tail a whoa. Brad, Brad had me, headed me over. Well, I used to think, well, Robin's so smart. How could she not <laughs> no. see? Uh, that's the thing that makes me upset. Why would you think she was smart? Because she, what she carry, the way she bullshits and carries herself. Anyone reading that book could tell you she's a numbskull. Well, remember in the Sally episode, the one black woman stands up to confront her and then yeah. Robin's response is, because well, I don't talk like this because I carry myself the way I carry myself. Yeah. So so she's mocking this woman who has an accent and is speaking a certain way. But what she's saying makes sense. But to Robin, smart is not what not the content of what she's saying, but how she's saying it. Yeah, and this delivery. has a lot to do with how Howard is. Yeah, perception. It's the perception of being an intellectual. And it's not true. (laughs) You don't need to like music. You need to look like you're into music. You need to dress the part. You need to look grunge to say you're in grunge. You don't actually have to own a fucking Green River album or a Temple of the Dog album. You just need to have flannel and wear your stubble a certain way and wear, you know, the grunge wig that uh, Ralph puts together for you and cuts. yeah, you don't have to like Prince. Just wear some scarves. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right, oh. right. Oh, God. He's a smart woman. I oblivious to it for right. a long time. Then I became aware. Still couldn't do anything about it for a long time, but I was aware. But you're saying it wasn't the psychiatrist. <laughs> that, everything helped. Everything led to it. any one thing. Because I think in the book you gave oh. incredible credit to that, to that psychiatrist. Yeah, because she was the first one to convince me that something might be wrong with me. Oh. <laughs> So there wasn't any one thing, but that thing. <coughs> there was Again. somebody I paid. Somebody I paid to tell me I was wrong. That that means they must be right. And so she credits her in the book, but now she can't even bring herself to say what helped yeah. her. It was it was many 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 things. What did you right. fucking get better looking at memes all day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> What you write about Robin? Because you were trotting her around the uh, book party like, you know, she was the new Swingo. I didn't trot her around. I invited her. Right. You were trotting her around. <laughs> she was following you around. She was following <laughs> But Howard, Howard, you make a really good point. Robin always had the ability to see, cra- she'd go right to the point, she could see craziness in everyone else. But not herself. But not herself. Right. Right. That's why you were so that's smart. Right. Robin would go, oh, that person's you crazy. You see uh, the speech I used to give the intern. The- so this drives me crazy. She says, there's not one thing I can think of. It was, you know, that crazy. And you mm-hmm. keep discussing how crazy you are. You know how you got yourself better, whether it be medication, which I'm not really for, but, you know, or if it's getting 
a better job, a better sleep schedule, a better life schedule, you know, or a better therapist, you know, that thing, the fact that you can't even credit one thing, not only tells me you're not better, it tells me you're full of shit. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing, well, yeah, that narcissism, you're not going to give the credit to someone else for your seeming accomplishments. Oh, I just started thinking on my own. Right. (laughs) So that means the first 40 years of your life, you didn't have a thought of your own. And now suddenly your brain started working. I just started thinking on my own. And then there was a whole (laughs) bunch of things that I can't remember. Any of the things. (laughs) The one thing. Wasn't one. Unbelievable. <gasps> Did your foot friend get any of the uh, credit? Oh, the one who rubs your feet? No. no. Come on, really. Howard, I just have to tell the intern. Like, Mighty building block. The one who was appointed to be Robin's intern would be this long speech. All right. Don't <laughs> piss her off. Don't talk to her in the morning. You sit at a different desk. I remember the one you that cried. Oh. 9-11 saved my life. I, I realized I couldn't walk down if I needed to. Uh, the, the one thing was 3,000 plus people falling out of a burning building. I'll never and, forget Benjamin's Photoshop. <laughs> Remember 9-11 and that huge picture of fat Robin face. I was oh watching people crawling out of the building and the rubble and the dust. And, and that I was realized- the thing I thought for myself. <laughs> These people jumped so she could realize she needed to drop a couple. <laughs> uh, uh, I was a very fat person on the 97th floor. I needed to get help. 9-11 was her weight. Fuck. The the one? One? That was bad. The one. <laughs> I remember a few that cried. I was there when the... He cried. What are you talking about? You cried? No, I didn't cry. You were in the fetal position. You were all butt. But, yeah, but I didn't cry. I wouldn't cry. Wow. I, I definitely wanted out. What about yourself. the revolving door of uh, assistance? Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't a revolving we door. We couldn't even assistance. keep up with their names. Get out of here. That's a myth. <laughs> but Gary, tell them about the stories about like in the hallways with the... Like, the, the, the well, uh, there was oh, Gangy, so many. Gangy. Coffee pot. Gangy. Okay. Drop bombs on them all. I need to lose weight. <laughs> Hid in the back for an entire show. She did. Wants to avoid. Coward. <laughs> I just remember the, the, the vision I'll always have of Robin at her all-time highest craziness where she was running around with an empty coffee pot, right. flailing her arms around going, I need coffee! I know. People used to come to me, though. <laughs> There's Photoshop. Matthew Schultz, it's all yours, my friend. Um, Oh, my God. Miranda Priestly and the Devil Wears Prada would hide under a desk for somebody like Robin. Oh, big time. I need coffee. Yeah. Days of the craziest. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do about it? I said, listen, I'm not in charge. I'm trying to keep her from killing Yeah. Howard would put They said, well, you can't put up with this. I said, I'll put up with it. She's good. Yep, exactly. I don't care. You know what? I called I, I, So that's that's total Howard. Even early days. He's the host of the show. He's got the he's the 800 pound gorilla on the show when he has enough clout. He is the one that can determine like deal like someone deal with this. But I don't want I, I'm not going to deal with it. That's my I co-host. A, but it's someone else's he- responsibility. Yeah, it's I have a Rodney King bit to do. I need an OJ bit to do. I have I have racial humor that needs to be on my show. Shut up and take it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, mean, you're gonna... I did such crazy things that sometimes I th- I used to go out on the street and scream at people. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You get killed for that in the city. Absolutely. I take me. a guard. I did finally get scream at I did finally get to a point where I... she took a guard out to scream at people on the street randomly. And this is a person you're working with? This is a good person that we should we should cheer. 
Yeah, we should uh, we should donate to the 15 Foundation because of this person. Have you ever seen Muhammad Ali take security to go scream at people on the street? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking was waiting in line at a bodega and <laughs> I just decided to say, fuck you. I need to go first. I have a guard. I'm, I'm the greatest. <laughs> I said to Robin, listen, I don't think I can take much more. I did get to that point, right? Yeah, yeah. but we were screaming as loud right. as we could possibly. I said, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I've had it. Well, that was one. This is it. Yeah. One morning, but I. You know what? You also said that more than once, right. which meant you were no help at no. all because you'd say. Well, I tried to shock you. <laughs> one morning, I, I can't remember what the situation was, but something happened between Robin and I, which then spilled over to an argument with, between you guys. Yeah. And I came in in the morning. Well, because I felt that she was being unreasonable with you, and I and I had to say something. But I to think her. it went out to bigger things but right. fred got me at the door but then i got caught up in the crossfire <laughs> fred got me at the door at 5 30 in the morning and he goes listen man i better warn you he goes there's real fireworks going on in there and i've heard your name yelled a lot i, I used to go home to my i go home to my wife and i say listen i say work could be so easy <laughs> except we have Robin. one problem <laughs> Robin, it could be you know we could go in it's just in line with her she knows she can shit on gary because he's a subordinate so that's 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 it, they're very telling. Like, yeah, it could have been about Bowie specifically, but I don't buy it. I buy it because I, the only thing I, in my mind is I'm going to start yelling about Bowie because it's not going to get me in trouble. But she even said she was mentioning Howard's or they said she was mentioning Howard's name. I really think that it it did get so crazy. And you're working in these really close quarters, you know, the mm -hmm. studio back then and everything oh, yeah. in the office and whatnot. Yep. Howard probably didn't want to deal with it until he absolutely had to deal with it. And oh, yeah. he was probably contemplating life would be so much easier without this fucking craziness. But I need her. Yeah. I need if, her. In the same way, Artie was allowed to be an addict for so long on the show. And he didn't want to take responsibility for him either. And decided, right. well, let's let him flame out. Whatever happens, just keep him as long as I can. And when craziness like that goes on, you have to fire them. So that's what you have to do sometimes as a boss to say, like, OK, I don't care what yeah. what your excuse is, Robin. You're done. We're sick of this shit. Well, you're, yeah. you're throwing coffee around empty coffee pots, screaming at people. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? No, I, she would not have survived. I don't know how in God's name they allowed her to go get away with that as long as they did. I mean, that just goes to show you the lengths at which he would have kept her because he needed her. He was so desperate, but also such so fearful of what would it be like if I didn't have her? Because I, I think at some on, inherently on some level, he realized he did crutch on her to get away with what he had to. Because if he didn't have her, all of a sudden it's just a white guy saying racist bullshit. That and then it becomes comfort yeah. over time. Like, yes, eventually. you know, I couldn't I couldn't do this without you. you I could you do did. something you else. Did, you, you and Bob did an episode. You did very well. No. Yeah. We can do separate episodes and stuff. But yeah, there's a core here yeah. Yeah. and we're the core. And so I, I could do something else, like talk about yeah. something else. But it couldn't be what. It couldn't be this. And I think Howard has that comfort. But if I, for example, decided to start wielding a coffee pot around and beating up Bob <laughs> or Raven or screaming at interns where it's like a revolving door who are scared to death, You'd I'd be like, be you know what? Door. Yeah, absolutely. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Do the job and leave. <sighs> and everyone could make some good bread. No, but I 
remember the particular day Gary's talking about. I mm. begged him to leave me alone. Begged oh. him because I knew my brain was going to explode. Right. And he would not go. Yeah, but you and know he would what? say, but I have to stay here and talk to you. And I, I said, remember. Please. Why did you have to talk to her? What it came down to for like 10 years in a row. Your birthday show, the days are ticking off. I can't make a decision without Robin because she needs to be the final decision on a lot of things. Right. Because remember, guys, Robin was always responsible for birthday shit. She started the whole, I'm going to celebrate Howard's birthday. So she was the leader. She was the sort of, she started it. She wanted to be the the alpha and the omega when it came to organizing this shit. But for whatever reason, this day, I couldn't put up with it. So she's going to get on, on Gary, who's just doing his job. It's not even his job. It's some tacked on thing that she's requiring. Again, it's a tacked on thing. And... Again, because it was some sort of unsaid rule that Robin has the birthday show say. Right. Now you have this infarcy of something. It We talk about this all the time. Just because of the way the office is set up and there's all these unsaid hierarchies that oh, yeah. aren't on paper, that yep. have no rhyme or reason. Now all of a sudden you're in this... Now you're you need her and you can't get her. So what do you do? Well, yeah. I would have just said, fuck it. I'm making my own decisions. I oh, would yeah. have even if she said that to me, don't talk to me. I don't want to hear about it. Then I'd say to her, then you're not having any say in this. And here's the time you're supposed to show up. Right. And if this go, if you don't like this, that's because you didn't get, agree to you, you let me make the decision myself. And if you don't like what I decide, that's on you, bitch. Again, this is another Gary being um way too easy on robin i think and not taking the bull by the horns which a lot of these staff members are like this because they're so fearful and abused in this environment oh fuck yeah but it's also howard not formally assigning anything either and also not giving how gary the power saying look when you need to say something to her, you fucking tell her. you say Howard's OK with this. He's I got the I got the OK from Howard. When I ask you to do this, you need to do this. He never allowed him that power. A lot like you're right. And it's a not lot with, like the charity. No, not with Robin. And it's a lot like the charity thing where it was Robin never asked. It just happened. Mm hmm. She just started doing it. Yeah. And she just started inviting people to all these expensive galas and events and Mm -hmm. whatnot. And nobody knew what to do with it because there was no. There's no protocol. Yeah, no protocol. And and nothing from the top, nothing from the actual boss to say, guys, no more of this shit. You need to tell her this. Or if he's really any kind of boss, he'll tell her himself. But he's too much of a pussy then and then even decades before. Same same situation, different situation, same more or less um, same dynamic. And say all this goes on. So this, everything else that we just discussed, then you get the summit where he's on a stage being a boss for the first Mm -hmm. time in front of everyone, not kind of like in small quarters, you know, where he's kind of getting some people he's telling them what to do. Some people he's just like, you should just know what to do. You know, it's all these really mixed signals and horrible office environment that has no sort of protocol, but just unsaid things. So the first thing he does when he's a boss, he gets up on that stage and he tells people to make fake Twitter accounts and he's ranting like a total lunatic. And an idiot, a complete 79. Totally. Yeah. 
But Robin, listen, we have to, you know, we have to decide where we're going to do this. We have these places. She's like, I, I can't think right now. I said, you know, we literally have till noon today and that's it. And it was like 1130. She just didn't want to talk about it, but I right. had no choice. Right. Did you get an answer that day? No. You could have just left and I would have blown without anybody being there. But we, it was like, we were, it was one oh of those where you God. had to know. Right. You know, you had to give but somebody But I'm a, telling you, he did not get an answer. He just got me losing yeah, but, my mind. Yeah, but that's you being unreasonable. Don't you recognize that? That's no, the no. point. If you've got a crazy person, see, this is the whole idea. If a person is crazy, what is the good of talking to them rationally? You didn't admit you were crazy, though. Right, I didn't know you were crazy. I thought I was crazy. Yeah, That's I mean, like, you made it seem like everybody else was. Point. I'm telling you, I told Gary that it was impossible to talk to me, and he would have to leave, or I wasn't going to be responsible for what happened next. I don't Okay, so th listen to that. I know you got a lot to say about this, but that whole clip, guys, that that really was one of the most telling exchanges. She she <clears throat> first of all, ab abdicating all responsibility for her actions, pure 100%. narcissism. Uh, what do you, what were you going to say? Yeah, I had to. I was just trying to push that one forward. Yeah, she, her narcissism not only gaslights everyone to saying this blanketed i'm crazy so you should just leave me alone and know better even though in the past i've said this is my responsibility yeah and you have to come to me you and should i'm the just, number two on the show you should just know better to leave me alone and even though you don't know i'm crazy i know i'm crazy i didn't voice that to you at the time but right. i'm insane you're not, you're not aware and i might that. beat you the fuck up if yeah. you don't back off at this very moment it's yeah. so and then to yell at him that then we're going to double on this it's not even just that exchange that happened in the past it's now where he's yelling at him now she's yelling at him now about this in a way that's saying how could you not know i wasn't so fucking insane and you should have just never asked me are you surprised as surprised as i am that she was never institutionalized at some point in her life Ah, uh, like a fifty-one fifty. Yeah. By these exchanges, it well the time period's strange. Yeah. But, and she doesn't really have family that lives in New York or really solid group of friends. The only people that she had like intimate relationships with cut her off. Like yeah, Allison, for right. example, and others. I I I think that I'm surprised that she wasn't given an ultimatum with her job. I well, think that Howard's going to talk about having done it, finally done it uh, eventually. But I'm thinking there, there was a time there even later on, like, like I'm, I'm not talking about when he finally gets to her, like, you know, early eighties and says, look, you got to stop this shit. I'm talking about more recently, like around the time that they're talking about with the interns and stuff where they didn't just decide one day, okay, bring in the guys with the fucking nets. I'm surprised that this didn't blow up in their faces with the interns because they're such young kids and it's a free job. I blew up in their faces for the pay reasons and the amount yeah. of tasks they were done. I mean, there was lawsuits and stuff like that. And that's why you can't have unpaid interns anymore. Yep. But I I'm kind of surprised that she could threaten this way and act this way with no real Yeah. If she was, if she was the 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 host, if she was Howard, yeah, I could get it for a while, even you know in that era. But as the number two, no, I don't think so. I don't think there's that much power goes with it. I think it was Here's more a, a sense of well, leave it up to Howard, and he left it up to everybody else. He just said, no, I'm not taking responsibility for this. Here's what I'll say: there was a window of time that the show business thing 
where it was the star of the show got to be the diva of the show. You could behave however you want. Sure. I think it got a Look little bit better as time progressed with the 90s and the Internet. Yep. And and blogs and forums and things like that, where it became, you know, you don't need to get a hold of a major media company to get your story out. So yeah. that started happening more in the early 2000s. So she's right under the gun for when this type of behavior, if this type of behavior happened now, she would have been blasted all over Perez Hilton, TMZ, you name Twitter, it. They would have yep. everything. But yep. she just happened to do this stuff right under when all of this sort of thing started coming out. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That's a great. I did. That's a great observation. Actually, you're right. She's a big. She, she's lucky with the timeline. I want to get into it. <laughs> don't bring this stuff up. But if you know, I don't want to. I don't. You know what? I would rather not hear about all. The of end this. result is Robin yeah. is in no way resembles that person anymore. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's not no, jinx it's, it. It's toned down. She's coming back. I don't think I can handle it for a day. I haven't really. I haven't seen Robin in anger in well over two or three years. Maybe even more. No. I think more. Boy, wait till the night Mr. X can't get it up. Oh. <laughs> the umbrella's going to be... What's wrong with your lights? I think, too, that work environments as abusive when you're working with powerful people was more accepted. You just knew oh, yeah. that was that was coming with the dinner, as you say, all the time. Oh, yeah. My, Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose, all these all these uh, sexual, uh, these molesters, these these not, you know, or these just coxmen, you know, that were t taking advantage of their their power uh, and the Weinsteins and which, you know, more extreme, obviously. But, um, uh, yeah, there was a time when you could totally do that. You In could fashion. Be, yeah, absolutely. But so it was a very. Yeah, it was a very different time where I think when you worked in West. industries with powerful people in TV, radio, yep. magazines, any movies, you are going in there expecting to be abused. Yes. And if that's the that was the landscape, you saw it before you entered it. You saw before you were going down that fucking turnpike what it was going to be like. And you decided this is the price I got to pay. This is this is the road I got to take. That's so just I go, think that's. You know, I think that's why she was more apt to be such an asshole because that's just how the culture was. I, I think partly, yeah, and also because, yeah, she was uh, – and also because of the dynamic Howard instituted in which he was a complete spineless asshole taking no responsibility for the show. So she knew she could get away with it as long as she didn't put him in the crosshairs. Right. It probably also gave her a little bit of a power trip too because he is the – ultimate star of the show and he can he whatever he says goes and i think it gave robin a little bit of power yep. that made her feel good behind the scenes to put up with whatever was happening on air that's right yep Save up. <laughs> I, mean, I think he's calmed it down howard you do yeah i don't think it's him yeah because even when she like still tries to like lash out at me in some way he always goes she robin. got him because she calmed down robin she got him because that guy would not put up with her no. being crazy but there's a balance between them right robin as a That's couple true. they complement right. each other and there's a balance yin yeah. and yang. oh he's a real calm guy <laughs> he's he's yeah. insane i think he's the i like him. One out of the him i can him him i understand <laughs> it, it look it appears hard to rile him up he was the sane one. He's right. the voice of reason in like in their thing, you know. Yeah. But he's not here to to protect you. Well, yeah, but he'll tell you when, like, you know, times that you are wrong. I want to interview Mr. X so bad, more than I want to ask anybody about Robin, because 
their dynamic to me is fascinating because he was very domineering over that relationship. And he was very sure of himself on air and in interactions with them when they talked about when they went out to dinner and stuff like that, just how he he, he was very how he carried himself. Yeah, I would fucking love Fillmore to talk to him. We'll see if we can find out. We if we can find out the little information, he might be willing to talk about it. But I doubt it. I I think he'd be like, nah, nah. This is well ancient news. But too right, normal. He be, yeah, he he would be fascinating to talk to though. We only you get a bit of him in the uh, the the better half, but um, it's again not not nearly enough. It's unfortunately too much about Dana and Arnie bullshit. But eventually we'll cover that one properly again. So what? I know, but that, that's good. <laughs> that's a big deal. We, we hey, can't listen, do that. I'm, after the fact. I'm telling you, she changed before Mr. X. Yes. Because you know how he comes you up to me. I'm crazy. Yeah. No, I think you're right. You say to Mr. X leaves, she's gonna go berserk. Oh please. Right. Yes. Well, that yes. yeah, that that will happen. Yes. Sure, sure. She sure. was getting better, but when he stepped in permanently, it was, oh, it was like a, are, Howard. Let me give you an example. I'm like, what? Am I crazy, John? Gary? Am I, he came over to me and said, "Hey, listen, I yelled at Robin yesterday for giving you crap on the end. She was so wrong about it. Right. See, that's good. That's it's good. gonna be someone sane in this relationship. He thinks. So that's a person that operates in the realm of reality who knows that social interaction have to be a certain way and also he's not, not not a take shit kind of person which these people need in their life that's why he had to go yes absolutely that's why to... he had to go yeah or, or, or <laughs> and if he that's why run. she wanted a brendan it's just it's just so crazy it's so right in our faces like yeah he had to go he was she... too real I think I think Mr. X was stabilizing. I think they're right. He was stabilizing at a time when she needed it. And then and that she got her use out. of it. And it was sex, obviously, because they were friends before they actually started dating. And he made the move. He made the first move. But then uh, you're right. After a certain point, she's like, well, I don't need this. And he probably thought also, I don't need this anymore either. I'd say it was totally mutual. Because I think, you know, after the shine wears off, she was less. I'm not. Even though you're correct about what you're saying about me or interactions with others, I don't want to hear it anymore because yeah. I'm right and I'm I don't want to listen to you being correct. <laughs> yeah, basically. That of course I'm always going to give you crap on the radio. <laughs> Allison, you're on the air. Hey, Howard, how are you? Okay. Robin. Yes. It's estrogen, man. You're going through menopause now. That's why you're sane, right? No, it's not an estrogen. It's not menopause. It's not perimenopause. It's none of that. She's it's a legit psycho. That's what it is. And that's what it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I could blame some things on hormones, which I g- agree with. Like girls, I remember, you know, you're young and you go and you get like right before you get your period, you get your period. I was a total basket case, like cry for no reason or whatever. But- Just like. But not this cons- not this consistent behavior from her that's like right. documented through the and then years. It, and then it kind of you know yeah it tapers right you just know what I, I get it yeah. but there's like my whole point is there's a plateau and then it goes no you then the, the women get normal again but when she she's talking like perimenopause and stuff my wife was already gone through that she's going through menopause now still it's it's maybe she's getting over it finally but hormones they do affect the person's personality absolutely but it won't it shouldn't affect them that much to the point where they're getting psychotic no it just affects them like i remember my mom going through menopause she, she was more uh, hot flashes and stuff. Yeah, that you like red, but then she would 
she'd be assertive over things that made it. I'm like, why are you acting like, why are you talking about this? Like, so it's, it's so it's, why is this so no important reason. yeah why and then yeah. i'm like oh yeah you're going through menopause you're <laughs> right a little crazy right now <laughs> yeah, okay yeah <laughs> there Call should be like a little you know that sign in charlie brown like when lucy was in the in the little cubicle the doctor is in mm-hmm. it should be like the menopause is in <laughs> like leave yeah. that's your signal to go somewhere else when this happens Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Call me tomorrow. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Tell you, man. I just lost a job. I I was number one in the country in my in my field, and I lost a job for acting like you acted ten years ago. <laughs> they fired my my ass for uh, for insubordination because I was flailing my arms and screaming at people and stopping. What are you my saying? Feet. You went through menopause and then you got normal. What's that? You went through menopause and you got normal. No, I said Robin's probably going through menopause. That's why she's normal now. Yeah, you think so, huh? You get rid of that estrogen, man. I'm telling you, it's estrogen evil. Estrogen will kill you. It's an evil little... But hey, here's a pick-me-up. She got fired for insubordination. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, anybody? Robin, you're awesome, man. How, who could keep a job flailing their arms and screaming at people? Obviously, I couldn't. <laughs> I'm, sitting, I'm sitting here, my unemployed, insubordinate, fat ass, looking for something. I used to get mad because when you were that crazy at NBC and stuff, uh-huh. the, then they would come to me and say, well, get a, you know, you can't take Robin. I'd say, and I'd say, and then you get mad at me, and i go, gee, I wonder if Robin realizes I'm in there fighting for a job. Uh, and, but uh, and then you'll be yelling at me. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, "What the hell am I doing?" I'll give you. <laughs> so sometimes, when I'm at work and say the front desk person isn't there or whatever, it, they will ring. The people who come in the office will ring a doorbell, and sometimes it rings so much. The one day I just like threw up my arms. I'm like, "This fucking doorbell." <laughs> <laughs> And my supervisor came over to me and she goes, yeah, um, I know it's annoying, but you can't say this fucking doorbell. <laughs> and I go, oh, I'm sorry. I just, like, you know, I was like, I fucking had it. <laughs> it must <laughs> like, be that estrogen, people, Sam. All these people are like, this fucking doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> I, what did I say to you, Howard? I, when I was writing, I said, "Why did you put up with me?" Because you were good on the air. He always said that you were good on the air. Yeah, but she was also a nice person. When she was sane, she was a nice person. Yeah, it was a Jay. I know I wasn't. But I will tell you that there were there was there was something there. I wouldn't have put up with. There was. I thought you would cure yourself. (laughs) There was one or two times. I knew if I could find a man. Actually, I hired Mr. X. That's such a love. That'd be a great movie. I would have chipped in. There was one or two times where I went to Howard and I said, Howard, man, she's really like she's all over me. It's insane. And and Howard said to me, you know what? Robin's the best person I've ever worked with. You figure out the rest. (laughs) Figure out how to deal with it. I know, which is so tough. (laughs) That's great. Great advice. You figure it out, Gary. I hired this person who's a complete maniac and irrational. You figure it out. But I also, I, I bestowed the job on somebody who hired, uh, somebody I hired who sleeps on the job and is a complete fuck up and has no sense of office management and he's going to deal with it. <laughs> and, and totally afraid of confrontation. Completely. Yep. You're right. You figure oh, it out. Oh my goodness. All right. Listen, let's take a break. Obviously everyone's <laughs> been through a lot today. This is an interesting. Right. <laughs> we have to take a break. Gary had a crazy mother, too, like a legitimate crazy mother. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure he recognized some of these facets in his mother and Robin, these sorts of situations because of his own childhood trauma. How do you expect him to deal with this? (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I mean, it was a perfect storm for Gary to be a doormat, um, not just from Howard, but from everybody, like just from Tracy, like if the office manager is giving you shit and you're the producer and you can't take it, what's it going to be like when the boss and number two also feel like, you know, fuck you? Well, imagine if I was Robin, I started screaming about the doorbell, okay? And I started saying, fucking doorbell. And then the next day, I'm throwing papers and telling people, can you tell this fucking doorbell person pushing? Shut the fuck up. I mean, it just accelerates. Or Howard, who's t- screaming at the office saying, where's a fucking spoon? I need a spoon. I can't eat until I have a spoon. Yeah. Yeah. This is healthy. <laughs> I'm sorry again. No, listen, none, no need. Become aware of the buttocks. I played her this tape. Tense them. Inhale and hold the breath while tensing. Keep tensing. There's some guy named John. He says he used to drive you. He said you were mean. John? John? Yeah. You drove Robin? Yes. Drove me where? Where'd you drive her? Crazy. I used to work for Computer Car. It was a car service. (laughs) (laughs) She she knows it's true. She just got that recognition. You're that little sigh of that laugh of recognition. Oh, yeah. Because he mentioned the name. He mentioned the name of the place. (laughs) Drive in the morning. Yeah. And uh, every time we used to pick her up, we'd be like, hey, how you doing? Good morning. She would just sit in the car on the roads. It takes five minutes to six minutes. If you don't take the way she was going to go, she would just scream at you, yell at you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my record, Lord. (laughs) Oh, my God. She what? what she's like thinks she's better than Waze app or something. Oh, Fuck Lord. you! It's like so. You know what's so crazy about this too, is when it's so early in the morning. Why do you need to be this aggressive? Is anybody? I I bet you she was like it twenty four seven, and that's and that mania, whatever the fuck it all was. Uh, all right, I'll, it, I'll it permeated every aspect of her life except when she was talking to her parents. You know, in the morning, I'm just like, whatever, just get me to work. Just do what I got to do. But when it's a school morning and I got to get Mia out the door and drive her to school on the same time, it would be Mia's like Robin, where it's like, why are you setting me off this early? Can you stop? Yeah. I I don't want pancakes. I want a toast. (laughs) Where's my pan? It would be like, where's my toast? (laughs) <laughs> she take Rick out and start screaming at people. <laughs> <laughs> you take her to school today. <laughs> I might need some backup. She's got all sorts of beds. <laughs> That's right. You better take my room. <laughs> wow. You would yell at the guy, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She used to tear it up. Right. And, I don't so and I wouldn't let anybody talk to me in the morning. <laughs> really? It, it, wow. used to come, it used to come as a random call. Whoever got the vid would have to go pick her up. <laughs> and everybody would try to respond that they were busy on another call because nobody wanted to pick her up. Oh, my God. you got to be kidding. <laughs> It's a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Who knew that? I didn't. (laughs) Don't you remember the years of when we'd all be doing something and be like, no one told me. Right. I was never told. (laughs) And keep me while she got memos, phone calls, everything. Right, right. right. Never informed. No one told me. Boy, everyone's afraid. It went from I was never informed to, well, people only told me a week before. A week ago, nearly enough time. Who reads those memos? (laughs) All right, listen. Well, sir, I'm sorry that uh, your driving got affected. (laughs) Give me the hanger. She's like, Mommy, dearest. <laughs> no. What was it? No. Gina, 
Tina, bring me the axe. <laughs> All right, thank I got you. so destroyed, I had to quit. All right. <laughs> Six minutes, you right. had to quit. Robin, let's take a break so you and everyone else can calm down. Well, you know how it's good that Robin's show, they're, 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 they're the wrath of people that she, like, screwed up now are walking around getting free. <laughs> Getting shrinks now. Huh? All the people she's abused in the, in the years now are All sitting right. sit with That's psychologists. Enough, enough about it. Right. Right. We're going to take. Who even knows what he's talking I'm about? Talking about John. <laughs> oh, here's okay. Yeah, sussy, sussy new. Oh, sussy yeah. hater. He, he good, good on you, sus. Oh, oh yeah, he was present. Uh, the next clip is. We'll get three more short clips, guys. Really short. So here's the next one. This is about Allison. Oh, here's Gary. Gary comes oh, no, no, running no. My, my, Something weird <laughs> happened yesterday. About this. My, my, I'm trying to think what my wife's first question was. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah she's, she's questioning some things in the book, too. Well, the part where she's involved. You two have no memory of anything. Yeah, okay. First question was, would you watch the kids for five days so I can read it? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So the next you read clip, Robin's book. Here. The next clip. This is when his her her nephew Anthony comes in, and they start talking to him. And this part comes in. So you guys got to listen to this one because this is one that goes into the intro. <laughs> you read Robin's book. Your aunt Robin. No. You got to read that. You don't want to. No, he doesn't need to read that. We can read that one. <laughs> you should listen to it. It's true. Stomping on my face. Oh, here we go. Whatever. It's the only thing you remember. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> And there's a couple of sexual things in there. Oh, that's you don't why he doesn't know. need to read it. Your aunt did something. Those are all lies. I made those up because they said the book had to be. Yeah, you should hear the lie. You should hear the lie that happened in San Francisco. Yeah. Now, by the oh. way, the San, first of all, guys, the San Francisco thing was not in the book. They asked. That's something they were she were, quote unquote revealed on the air. So they, but they've decided. Okay, it's part of the book. Ball bullshit revisionist. But the most important, obvious thing was she said they told me I had to make it juicy, so I made the whole fucking book up. Uh, this is from August twelfth, uh, two thousand four. For anybody I'm keeping s- track. I know. Just hearing this makes me. S- just flummoxed. I'm speechless. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's, fucking it's awful. It's, it's on. It's awful. worse. It's worse than when she had finally admitted I ate meat while I was promoting the education of Robin after my cancer uh, treatment. It's it's not like when you know people admit that wrestling's fake or reality TV is fake. Right. You don't care that much. You no, kind of have an no. idea. This though. To people who really bought it and the mm-hmm. way she sold it oh, and the yeah. way she went out with the fucking gloves and had her, them carry her around like some sort of yeah. surviving champion. Oof. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to get Dan. I'd love to interview uh, Dan Severin about that. He was one of the guys. And Ken Shamrock was the other person in the parade. And, uh, and you know, people going, what's this parade for? Who is this person? Why does she think she needs a parade? Uh, they need Mike Tyson to fucking bite off her ear and knock her out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Last one's from the wrap-up show, guys. I can't remember exactly when. I learned a lot about Robin by listening to her audiobook, and that was one of the parts that fascinated me. She she said she would have these urges to just rip open her shirt and flash <laughs> cab drivers that were sitting at the corner at a light. And she just had these urges to do, you know, stuff like that back when she was going through a lot of these problems. You know, it's funny because I I read the book and I heard all that. These are things I didn't know. And Jackie used to get all irritated by it. He used to go, he thought Jackie thought that Robin made stuff up for the book, and you know what he used to call her book? What? Quivers a lie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It was.
So anyway, yeah. Jackie, Jackie did not, uh, he did not back that up. He said that's bullshit, but I, I believe Gary in this case, because they used to hang out together, him and, 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 uh, and, uh, Jackie. And I imagine they would have had loads of conversations about this fucking book at the time. Not only, but if you just see the way Jackie acts towards the book, clearly he thinks it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, completely. Any closing thoughts before we uh, wrap this one up? Well, <laughs> fuck you, and I'm going to be wearing my lime green skirt and flashing my breasts at the traffic light. <laughs> Make sure in the morning when you get up, Rick, I need my coffee. Where's my coffee, Mia? You <laughs> Step and fetch. Guys, Girl, thank you so much. I'm a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> guys thanks so much for tuning into this one we hope you've enjoyed it part one's on youtube already part two's going to be on youtube i don't imagine there's going to be any problems with this one so take care stay safe we love you okay and i'm gonna fly out there next week and i'm going to straighten your ass out <laughs> and i'm gonna make sure that you really get it i'm gonna make sure that you know what a rude thoughtless little pig you really are do you understand you're a rude thoughtless pig so be ready on friday the 20th because i'm coming out there i'm gonna tell you this and i'm gonna turn around i'm gonna fly right back home <laughs> you are a rude thoughtless pig <laughs> All right.